Hi, you're again with Volleyball Explained podcast. Uh, here I am Bogdan, Ronnie, and Nicola, and we are here talking about the Italian League and the Champions League as uh, normally in the last several podcasts. In this edition of the podcast, we are going to comment on the semifinals in the Champions League men and uh, women, the SEF Cup final in men, the, Sef, uh, the Challenge, Challenge uh, Cup final in men also, which uh, has been played this week. And also, of course, uh, our main task in principle, talking about the Italian League and the uh, quarterfinal playoffs That, he, that have been played uh, in the last several weeks. But today we're going to start with the Champions League and the final, the so-called super final that, uh, that has been created, uh, established uh, there between the teams of Trento and Zaxa. And um, we talked uh, internally about it, but I believe that... Uh, the matchup between Zenit and Zaxa created a lot of volleyball in high quality and a lot of drama. And uh, I would prefer to start with that one. Both matches ended 3-2, ended in tiebreak. But at the end, Zaxa won in a golden set, winning 15-13 uh, the golden set. But sometimes... This uh, this numbers uh, lie. I mean, I mean, the, the the clear fact here is that not only it was drama, but it was also a very high quality volleyball, at least in my perspective. The first match started 2-0 for Zenit. Then in the in the third set, uh, they had a, a match point. They had a free ball for a match point. And uh, I believe that uh, the middle blocker of Zenit uh, Volvic was blocked by one of the middles of Zaxa. So Zaxa started a comeback and they won eventually 3-2. In the second match, it was very similar, but this time Zenit succeeded in winning 3-2 after Zaxa I believe they missed seven match points in the fourth and in the fifth set. Uh, they had a, a, a clear uh, opportunity in the fourth set with Voronkov making a single block against the opposite of Zaxa, Lukas Kaczmarek. Uh, very similar things happened also in the tiebreak, but in the end, Zaxa succeeded in qualifying, uh, qualifying for the final. So... What, what do you think about, about this performance of Zaxa? And is it a surprise taking into account what they've done against Lube? Mm. I will prefer Nicola speak first. Well, if we look <laughs> at what we said at the beginning of the of the brackets when, when you looked at it and I, Zaxa probably was the third favorite in the upper side of the bracket after Lube and uh, and Zenit. But at the end, they showed they deserved the final um, with two strong performances. And especially uh, 
both in the first leg when you say they were recovering by being two sets down in in Russia, but especially I think in the in the second leg when after they wasted so many opportunity to close it in the regular let's say regular game, they they've been able to to regroup and to win the the golden set. That's a more a matter of how can you say mental strength than technical because after what was two and a half hours of of playing, uh, we know that the the how can you say the percentage of technique and uh, and mental strength are, are both equal when it comes down to to winning a point. Uh, so I, I'm really looking forward to the to the super final to see how Trento could adapt to that team. And based on what I've seen, I actually didn't watch the, the whole game because, of course, Trento were playing. I watched it later and, uh, and then the, the highlights. And they look like a team that they rarely don't know what to do, both in defense and both uh, in attack. They, they could find a lot of solution. And even in a game where Mikhailov, especially in the second leg, Played very well, and with Gapet doing the, the Gapet things that he does almost uh, every time, they've been able to to successfully uh, go to the final. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm more concerned. I was more concerned on the other side of the bracket, of course. But Zach <laughs> uh, at the end, if you reach the final, beating Luba and uh, and Zenit, there there's no way you haven't deserved it. So that that's my take. <laughs> Do you think that Saxa have a more uh, defensive settlement than Trentino has? How could I say? It has more uh, efficiency, maybe. Uh, they cover the, the court very well. I mean, I mean Zatorski is definitely better than, than, than Rossini. It's also younger, so it, it matters at, at some level. But, you know, a game is a game. Everything could happen in, in one game. If it would be a two-legged game, like the semifinals or the final in the Chev Cup or Challenge Cup, it would be different. But, but we'll see in Verona what is going to happen. So let's hope they defense less they have, actually. I, I, I really think that this is the best Polish club assembled uh, from the, the two ones that in the past reached the final. We are talking about, of course, that Escravel uh, Hatov from Kurek and company. And then we have the Aseko Resovia, who was the first victim of Wilfred Leon uh, back in 20, uh, 2014. I will start for, yeah, I, I think it was the first final that Wilfredo won. So yeah. uh, it's a it's a team very very compact. I I I knew they 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 can they 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 could do some damage because uh, Poland is a is a decent league in terms of level, uh, and the the Polish players has a, a, a great quality that had been developed over the years. You know. Uh, and is it, it is uh, funny because the leaders of this team are all Polish. <laughs> we are talking about Sligwa, of course, 
Semenyuk and Kashmarik, the three corner uh, men of uh, Saxa. And of course, you have Tonyuti, which is a decent, decent uh, setter. And uh, yeah, well, David Smith is a good uh, mid middle blocker. I believe versus Trentino, the the middle blocker is is the is the part that uh, clearly Trentino is is better. I mean, in terms of quality and players, of course, Lucarelli have more name uh, or titles than Semenyuk or Sliwa, but in this season. We are we are seeing that these two men uh, want to prove uh, something something more, and of course, Kaczmarek is not Nimir, but he can do some damage when he's, he is uh, inspired. So uh, this uh, this will be pretty pretty close, but I still think that Trentino has the upper hand. Uh, and not and not it's because they are playing at home soil. It is because the uh, it is because one one thing, Trentino will play Lube now, and if they succeed, they will be in the finals of Italian Championship, and they will have more quality games than Saxa have. So uh, yeah, as you say, it's a final, one single game. Uh, everything can happen, but. I'm still I, I still believe that Trentino will will come uh, winner of this uh, Champion League league and I, I don't think that it will be necessarily a 3-2 game can be a 3-0 or 3-1 uh, if Nimir and Lucarelli especially Lucarelli decide to to play some quality uh, game uh, yeah and yeah that pretty much it uh, for Pauls, this team uh, give them hope, but uh, we will not mistake hope by the reality. Trentino uh, is designed to win at least one title this season, and we hope that for the love we have for uh, the Italian Serie A uh, comes victory uh, first of May. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, first of all, in my opinion, to to call uh, Tonyuti decent is a little bit of an insult for him. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm being humble, you know. Uh, <laughs> he is yeah. at the same uh, uh, level of Gianelli, maybe. Yeah. Good at blocking. Yeah. I think of course, but this is too better, too physical. Uh, yeah. I think he is better at uh, uh, think because he has more experience, you know. More experience. He, mm. uh, but but uh, at for sure, on, on blocking, Janelle is better. Uh, yeah. That is that, put it uh, in, in that perspective. Yeah, of course, of course. Let's let's mention that uh, that this is also due to uh, to his uh, to his height because he's only one eighty three. If if I believe, uh, for me the the the. Um, the example of Zaxa is mostly in the fact that they have in Zaxa the star is the team for me. If if we call some stars in the team, it's not like more teams like there we have one or two great spikers and they are the stars like in uh, like in uh, Lube for example or in Zenit. They are if we if we have to name stars, it will be the setter and the libero, I believe. Because they are, they are the, the, 
the ground of everything that happens, uh, Zatorsky uh, organizes the reception and the, the defense and Tonuti organizes the, the whole game in, uh, in attack and counter-attack. So I believe that, uh, these are the stars in the team and that's, that's very important in, uh, uh, and in Zaksa. And uh, let's mention just one thing of, of Zenit because I need to mention that uh, I criticized Mikhailov for his game in the last two seasons. But what he sh- uh, what he has shown in the in the match against Zaksa, the second leg especially, and especially after 25-24 in the fourth set, uh, his overall attack efficiency, uh, attack successfulness, not efficiency in the game is 68%. 68% for uh, opposite is absolutely monstrous. But I'm, I'm, I'm but this is for the whole match. This is for the whole match. Maybe maybe he has 90% after after 24 24 in the in the fourth set which is absolutely unbelievable for for an opposite and I'll, I'll, uh, most of that attack were with two blocks uh, so were with, with with two men blocks so uh, and and high ball it is uh, hard to spike all those ball uh, coming from the, from the two meter line and not uh, mistake one uh, one single time yeah. so uh, yeah it is it is Impressive. I believe that uh, from 25-24 for for uh, for uh, Zaxa, three three consecutive match match points, three consecutive balls uh, to Mikhailov and he converted them all. So okay, uh, enough enough for Zaxa. It seems that they are absolutely on fire in this uh, uh, in in this season. And after the the, the match on. Uh, on, on Wednesday, I believe that Vito Hennen won't have any problems for deciding the, uh, his uh, outside hitters for Tokyo, of course, uh, with, without uh, uh, to mention, I, I hope not that there will be injuries or, or something like this. So uh, I believe that uh, Slivka and Semenyuk should be in the team, at least taking into account there for now. Okay, let's go to Trento and type give... Uh, uh, the, the floor to Nikola because that's that's how things work here. <laughs> okay, well, as we know, the Italian derby and the double with Trento reaching reaching the final. Um, I didn't expect those two games, those two kind of games uh, at the beginning. Uh, especially the first leg was a total surprise to me. I didn't expect Trento to win it three nil in one hour and, and a quarter. Uh, in that game, collectively, Trento played a, a good game and they show what is their strength in that last part of the season, in my opinion, their greatest strength. And we may say that in game one, uh, except for Prodashkanin, who has been uh, lethal all game long, uh, none of the other players um, of Trento has been consistent for, for three sets. But every set had a different players who Gianelli could rely on. Uh, Lucarelli and Micheletto in the first, uh, Podrashini, as we said, and Lizinac in the second, and of course, Dimir in the third. On the other half of the court, uh, the only reliable weapon for, for Travista was Terorst, because Leon and Ploniski underperformed. And that was the greatest problem for Heinen, because on paper, their backup is Terost itself, which is already on the court playing as an opposite. 
because despite having four opposite thrusters, uh, Heinen decided to play thrust, as we know. So when the two outside spikers from from Perugia uh, play at a, such a low level, it's a huge problem for uh, uh, for the team, and it would be a huge problem for any other team to play with just one weapon, especially if that weapon is not Leon, as it happened for the for most of the season for Perugia, but it's Terost, who's actually played, I think, uh, a good uh, a good semi-final, both in the first and the second leg. Sorry, I keep on hitting my microphone. Uh, and, and that's it. The, the first leg was, was surprising, but more surprising for for Perugia than, than for Trento, even if we remember that the same thing happened in the quarterfinal against Modena. The problem for Perugia is that Trento is not Modena. And uh, the second leg, uh, it, it has been shown. I mean, the first two sets of the second leg look exactly like the Coppa Italia. I mean, it, it was like <laughs> watching the Coppa Italia semifinal. So Perugia <laughs> dominated them from beginning to end, and Trento could do nothing. Perugia had great serve, excellent reception, total control of the game. Uh, but then in, in the third set, uh, Trento somehow was able to, to recover instead of uh, uh, drawing in the water like they did in the end of January. And from they were actually 18-15 down in the third set. Then Abdelaziz found a point that to me completely changed the game because uh, it attacked from behind the, the three-meter line without jumping with Soleil telling uh, his teammates not to block. So they organized a total defense without blocking. Still, Abdelaziz was able to, to score. And to me, that changed the momentum. Trento won the set, and that killed Perugia's mood and, bust, and boosted uh, Trento's one. Uh, in the fourth set, the one that decided the, the two-leg the two semifinal, because Trento just needed to win two sets to to get the ticket to the final, Perugia completely melted. Uh, I don't know, 14 mistakes. Out of the 25 points of Trent in the fourth set, 14 were mistakes by Perugia, and some of them were very silly for such high-class players like the one in, in Perugia. And maybe for the first time this season, without maybe, definitely for the first time this season, Leon wasn't a factor for, for Perugia in none of the two games. Uh, I mean, in the third set and the fourth set in Perugia, they won the Trento won. Leon attacked with 40%, 41%. So it, it's very hard for Perugia to to try to to recover from the first loss if Leon is not doing the Leon things. It is usually it, is, does. It's very hard for Leon to have carried Perugia uh, every time they they go <laughs> to the court. I know this can this can be this can sound rude, but it, it is the truth. If Leon have to perform it and score twenty five plus points per game every single time that Perugia play, uh, they are they are doomed. And we are talking this uh, since the beginning of the season. You, Nicola, you, Bogdan, me. We are talking about that this Perugia team only has one one star or one key player. If Leon now got coronavirus, what will happen with, with, with Perugia? 3-1, 3-0? I mean, not with Monza, of course, but 
Probably with Monza too, because Monza, Monza, Monza beat them in uh, in one of the matches in the in the regular season. So it's it's in, in both matches actually. Both ma- both matches. Both three nil for Monza. Yeah, three nil, <laughs> three nil. Yeah, and uh, and I would like. Firstly, we we had a podcast uh, before with with the title. One loan is not enough. Uh, and, and the second thing I just want to mention in terms of numbers, because Leon had seven points scored in the first match. This is something uh, the, the listeners or the spectators need to, to write down because this is not going to happen again. It's seven points in a match for Leon. This is unbelievable. He didn't score an ace. All, all seven points were uh, from attack. And uh, I believe that with the efficiency of something like uh, maybe 15, 15% and successfulness around 40%. So it's, it, this was not Leon, but when also Plutnitsky is not, uh, is not delivering, it's a uh, it's very hard thing, uh, thing to do. By the way, it's interesting. I understood the end result from the second leg because nobody, nobody cared for the, for the tie break. I, I, I understood what the, the end result was today. So. They, this is this is explanatory. They even they even send Sosa to the court to do bad receptions. As always, damn that dude. Come on, <laughs> you have the opportunity to play at least once one tie break, and then you receive float serves like that. Come on, man. Come on. So so yeah. Um, uh, as Nicola say, after the third set, I believe. Uh, Perugia lost all the momentum that they had, and this end into the elimination of the Champions League. I believe that if they if they could play a little better the first game, but uh, it happened the same thing that happened with Modena. They played a terrible bad uh, uh, first game, and this time uh, Achilles didn't show up. So. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, yeah. Uh, you can do the same twice, man. Uh, especially with this Trentino the team, which has so many, so so many stars, uh, and and not with Modena, because we all know the situation Modena is this particular year. So uh, yeah, uh, Abdel, Lucarelli. Uh, one one thing is for sure, Leon. If you see the numbers, play better than Lucarelli and Nimir, but. The two of the in, in attacks percentage, I, I mean, I, two I, sets. Uh, well, if you take uh, away the, the, the second, the first and the second set into second leg, overall, Le- Le- Leon had a, a percentage counting the three sets in Trento and the third and the fourth in, uh, in Perugia of 39 overall. No, but uh, take we'll, we will not take in the consideration the first game because what an absolute massacre, you know. Uh, even Leon, ah, okay, you were talking about the second leg. In the second leg, uh, okay, yeah, Leon yeah, was definitely. Leon was, was playing better and many Brazilians are commenting, no, you know, uh, Lucarelli, uh, how, how, how you can say that Leon is the best player in the world if he's not even the best, uh, even best than Lucarelli? Uh, come on, man. Lucarelli has a team. Leon doesn't have a team. So uh, it, I don't see Lucarelli this season. I, I, I didn't see this season carry the team 
a single game. Maybe you, Nicola, because you follow more the the the, the game. I I I believe maybe in the in the quarter no quarterfinal now because we 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 are talking about Berlin. But it, he carried the game maybe one maybe two times. All, all the all the hard work is for Nimir most part most part of the time. I mean, do you think that Lucarelli in this uh, in this year particularly? When he, he lost his father and, and such, could have been carry Perugia like Leon uh, do uh, alone. For me, I don't think so. So uh, I don't I don't know you guys. What what is the perspective of this topic? No, no other player okay. on, on on planet Earth probably could have done what Leon has done for Perugia <laughs> for three and a half months. I mean, especially. If you could, if you take into account that Einen seems to sabotage his team constantly, because the one who has been putting under the spotlight here in Italy is Einen itself. It has some, uh, how can you say, uh, some, some some solutions that are not solutions but more problems for his team. I mean, the the opposite situation for the past two months was something that clearly affected Perugia a lot. And Podrashanin, at the end of the game, uh, in an interview with the local um, broadcaster in uh, in Perugia, said that Trento played with more confidence, knowing that Atanasievich will not play in uh, in the two games. And if you look carefully, Einen has been uh, um, progressively losing his team, and maybe also is the trust of his players. I don't know if you remember. But even in the group stage, in the second, uh, I don't know, round they played in uh, in Perugia, uh, of course, maybe it was the first, but it doesn't matter. In the first, in the group stage against Tour, there was a timeout where Travitha basically said, shut up and go away to, to wine. And in the first leg in Trento, uh, while the two teams was changing their half court after the second set and for the beginning of the third, Einen was trying to say something to Plotnitsky, who kept on walking, uh, looking at him uh, to say, yeah, yeah, of course, keep talking, I don't care. So I see those next two games, uh, two games, I mean, two series for Perugia, the semifinal against Monza and eventually the final against one between Lube and, and Trento in the... Who, who, whoever win the Trentino versus Civitanova series will be the winner of this edition of Serie A. We are not talking about that Leon is not capable of winning at least one or two games. We are not saying that, but with the, all the problems that uh, this uh, coach, Vital Heine, has inside of her, of her uh, him, sorry, his locker room, uh, it's, it's hard to to any coach to, to fight with, with that. We see what happened with the Georgie, and he wants Uh, really great things with Civitanova and that didn't even care. You don't have the relationship with the with the big bosses of your team. We are talking about I don't know uh, Juan Torena, Leal, or or or, uh, or the Checo maybe. And it's over for you. It's over. And of course, like I didn't appreciate the move that uh, Civitanova did. At that time, I, I think they have to they they had to uh, in some kind to to 
uh, work work things out maybe, but uh, and and wait till the end of the season. But it is what it is. They have planning to hire Blangini a long long time ago, and they accelerate the. Uh, I mean, they 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 did it fast more or more sooner than it was expected. And about this Perugia team. If the only thing that they can bring next season is Matthew Anderson or a new coach, it will be the same. Because the problem with this thing is the setter, for me the setter, and the second uh, oxide heater. Uh, you have uh, testing how much uh, opposite this season? Like three. Atanasijevic doesn't play, he's injured. Musay and uh, Terhorst, you have uh, Sharon on bench. So uh, come on, four four opposites and, and none of them uh, really works. I don't think so. I, 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 I think it's more with the fact that the setter, Travica, is not a suitable one for for uh, for for this team. And I talked I talked that once and I'll talk it again. So yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah, this opposite problem for me is, it's like I'm go I'm going to, uh, uh, to 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 impress, to imitate because today started the the F the F the F1 season started today. So so like like uh, Fernando Alonso used to say, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely absolutely ridiculous because uh, because you have you have probably one of the best. One of the best opposites. Okay, he's injured. He's not in shape. But you have uh, uh, Vernon Evans. I mean, Vernon Evans is is, is not Antonasievich, but he's still a okay okay opposite. Okay, some sometimes it doesn't work, and you can you can try with with their horse, but but he, he's not playing it. Uh, okay, their horse. You chose their horse. Okay, let's be their horse. Even even if you have. Already two after after the recovery of Atanasievich. Okay, you choose their course, but you are not satisfied even with that. You you uh, you took Muzai, and you have two opposites and a fourth playing. You tried with Muzai, it didn't work, and now we have two opposites uh, on the bench, and an outside hitter is playing as an opposite. And it there is no way. In which this is not going to hurt the team's confidence and uh, and uh, the relation uh, the relationship of, from the players to the coach. I, I I like in principle I like him and as a coach, but I, I believe that in this case uh, I, I don't know how how he did it. I mean this is this is unbelievable for me because this is this is clearly hurting hurting the, the team and the trust from the players to the coach. And their confidence also, because if Vernon Evans, who's has been brought in as a backup for Atanasievich, then get as the fourth string opposite after an outside hitter and a guy from Poland you brought in just for the last five matches who played terrible Musai in the... In the the time Heinen gave him during against uh, against Trent, so yeah, they have to solve it if you want to to reach at yeah. least the final. Practically, practically, you say him, uh, man, 
you're nothing. You you suck. I mean, you're. But but in first place, why uh, why do you need to uh, to to take him in a, in the team after you're not going to use them if if the if the first uh, choice opposite is uh, is. Uh, uh, is not is not playing. I mean, this is he's been, uh, he's th- been spending Silsi money all, all the season, so it, it doesn't matter at this point. Uh, I I think one one fellow player friend of mine, of course, say, man, this team of Perugia, uh, if uh, I mean, it's designed for make Silsi waste his money. Basically, he's throwing money, uh, paying all the salaries of the player. And he and even hire more players that he doesn't need, because you didn't need Musai in the first place. You could single put, okay, Oleg, you are playing bad, my friend. Get out, come the horse, play uh, with Leon, and give them give the Sharon uh, uh, Young one uh, uh, opportunity to to play to develop. If you uh, uh, sorry. Uh, we all know that Atanasievi wasn't coming back from his injury, so why do you hire a young, uh, a young opposite like Sharon? You have other options, you have the money, uh, because Sharon is promising. Okay, promising. Put it on the game. Put it. One game, two games. He was decent in the first uh, part of the season. Then I don't know what happened. He got injured. Okay, you don't play no more. So come on, man. You, you, you are uh, uh, cut the progression of a young player like that with, without reason. So, okay, uh, let's continue with uh, firstly the SEF Cup final, the Russian Derby, Dinao Moscow, and Zenit Saint Petersburg, uh, with Dinao Moscow winning in both. In both matches, winning the cup uh, as well with uh, Svetan Sokolov, Svetan Sokolov leading the team uh, with uh, Yaroslav Podlesnik and uh, the surprise for me, uh, uh, Semishev. And we should also also mention here that uh, the star opposite of uh, Zenit uh, Saint Petersburg, uh, Poletaev, uh, didn't play due to knee injury, so. It was much much tougher for uh, for the team of uh, for the team of Zenit, uh, and especially in the second in the second uh, match playing in uh, Petersburg, uh, Sokov didn't perform in the best possible way, but he was uh, substituted in in his uh, attack uh, efficiency from uh, Podlesnik and especially Semishev, uh, and. Uh, yeah, I believe that this is a uh, this is pretty much a deserved uh, cup for Dinamo, and they are also uh, the um, the leaders from the regular season in Russia as well. So it's not a surprise that they are they are performing uh, that good. Uh, have you watched any of them of the of the matches? I yeah, I saw the the second one uh, in Senit. Uh, I don't know how is the coronavirus law. In Russia, but <laughs> they they don't care about it. So uh, we all know that some countries has his own vaccine. They don't buy the the usual ones. So, uh, but still, uh, I I don't know. If, well, I I think Nicola saw what happened 
yesterday a, a little bit, you know, uh, for the first time in almost two years, I see, I saw a, a full pack uh, crowd. Home. So, uh, it was a, a decent party, you know, uh, with the Russian away. I didn't like the 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 young uh, young lady at the end singing that funeral song, but. It is what it is, you know, how Russian wastes his money. So, uh, about talking about the game, yeah, I mean, Sokolov, it was impressive, but he converts the important balls, as you know, in the end of the sets. He was uh, 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 all the game uh, followed by the blocking system of Senate St. Petersburg, especially Dmitry Yakolev, uh, a good a uh, decent middle blocker from Russia. We all know it from the BNLs and stuff. And uh, Ivan. Uh, Ivan. Ivan Yakovlev. Sorry. I, I, yeah. Dmitry Yakovlev is the, I believe, yes, the son of Roman Yakovlev. He played one season even in Bulgaria. Okay. Uh, so maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, this, uh, but with what really impressed me is that Anton Semishev. Which is an outside hitter from uh, of two, two meters one, I believe, was impressive uh, yesterday, and he only has uh, 23 years, I believe. He's 98 uh, born, uh, so uh, yeah, he was uh, uh, making side outs like crazy. I mean, 71% in a, is 74%. No fear. Uh, come on, come on and get it. He, he only have four errors, four errors. No, nobody can could block the, this this dude uh, yesterday. And of course, the the, the other uh, upside hitter, he he did his thing, uh, but not so impressive as a semi chef. And you have the 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 next uh, setter of the Russian national team for me, Pavel Panko doing uh, great damage, especially in the fourth set with three consecutive A's and the one that closed the game, uh, MVP, of course. Uh, on the other hand, uh, I, I knew that something wasn't wrong when, when I didn't see uh, Poletaev. This is a, a really bad news for this Zenit Kazan that was uh, built for, win the, for winning the league. But I, I don't think that will happen this season. Uh, Camejo is old, is is old, and and he wasn't gonna uh, do. Uh, I mean, create the turnaround, and uh, he 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 did what he could. But everyone knows that the 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 chances of this team was to give the ball to Kliuka and create an opportunity. Uh, unfortunate, unfortunately, this didn't happen. So yeah, uh, we have Dynamo Moscow after many years with a title. They already won the uh, Russian Cup, I, I believe. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, again, again, uh, again, against Zenit St. Petersburg, yeah. Zenit St. Petersburg. So yeah, and now we have the, the finals of the Russian uh, Super League. 
Nicole, something about this team? Okay, no, uh, no, not, not interested in Russian volleyball, <laughs> at least in the club level. Okay, in order to make a, a slight transition again to Italy, uh, Milano uh, won the won the Challenge Cup uh, 2021 uh, with uh, two tiebreak wins against the team of uh, Zirat uh, Zirat Bank uh, from Turkey and. Uh, uh, what I can say here is firstly that it's absolutely clear for me, uh, obvious that uh, Milano has the better class here because they have the better players uh, in, as a team in general. And uh, only, the, only the skills of Wuter uh, Termat, the opposite, the Dutch opposite of, uh, of Zirat Bank and the Bulgarian Martina Tanasov, who, by the way, and I'm not saying that because I'm a Bulgarian, but uh, his numbers in both matches uh, were uh, on a very high level. I mean, uh, both matches uh, more than 50% in attack, especially the, se the second, I believe it was 60-something in attack, uh, plus 50 uh, positive reception. Uh, I, I liked uh, a lot a lot how he attacked uh, Pipe, uh, I believe, especially I, I, it was in the first game. Uh, not sure because I watched party both games, but uh, it, it just wasn't enough. I mean, it's interesting. They they let in both matches to one, but they uh, they lost both matches in tiebreak. So uh, with with Patri, with we know all all, all these guys with Patri Urnout, uh, uh, Ishikawa, and uh, Kozamernik. This is especially for Andre Oketa is Kozamernik. It's not. Uh, 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 something different he used to used to say in the in the broadcast in uh, Rice Sport uh, and uh, and Sbertoli, who in my opinion I, I believe I mentioned that once that he's he's uh, Italy's number two setter at the moment so it was pretty normal I believe that even I'm a little bit uh, even though I be I, I think Zirat is number one in the Turkish Championship but okay Turkish Championship is not that. Uh, uh, it's not that serious. They are a good team, but of course, uh, when you compare it to even to a, a middle middle tier uh, team in Italy, uh, it it just doesn't doesn't work. The first title for this organization of uh, Milano and in his history and with the things are are going on will be the one, the, the only one unless they play again the the Challenge Cup or the Sep Cup. Uh, yeah, as you mentioned, uh, Atanasov should have been the second oxide hitter of Verona this season. Maybe with him, they will turn around the things a little bit. But we all know he is not the the kind of oxide hitter that passing. Uh, or, I mean, he, uh, his passing capabilities are not that great. So. But uh, he he is a good offensive player, uh, so yeah. Uh, and Termat, of course, and Van Gardenen, the three foreigner players of this Sirat uh, organization, they really play well. But when we see the 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 contribution of the Turkey players, I mean, they are not the best Turkey players in even in in Turkey. So. I will have to give the credit uh, in that perspective to the Fenerbahce team, which uh, play a, cha a Champions League. But again, this is all uh, points of view. We all know that 
Milano was the favorite uh, coming into this uh, series of two games. And they should have a close set in the second game uh, in the fourth in the fourth set, and did, in, didn't happen. So uh, sorry, in the um, I mean they 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 have should won for me three one, no two tie breaks like they did. I I think they will uh, a, a little bit uh, how how you say it not uh, discipline uh, not. Uh, uh, I mean, forget it. They 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 should have won sooner than they they did. So yeah. But at the end they were good. They were good. Good to able able to to regroup because actually, after winning the first leg three two, they need at least two sets to go to the golden set, and mm -hmm. they were trailing two one in Turkey and down by four points in the fourth set. Uh, but somehow Milano managed to to win the fourth and then to dominate the tiebreak, where, where something happened that I didn't understand. Uh, the the referee on with the the game in the fifth was uh, twelve to six, I think, for for Milano. They awarded the point to Milano. Sbertoli went to the service line, made an ace, and after they made an ace, the the referee stopped the game and the game stopped for four or five minutes without anything changed. I mean, who has better reset again? It was 13-7 uh, uh, as it should, uh, it should have been. But uh, congratulations at point, to... At that point, he didn't care too much. So. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah, m maybe the Piazza a little bit, especially after what happened in the quarterfinal of the of the Italian playoff. But congratulations to Milano that well-deserved the way. They win the Chev Challenge, put uh, the Chev Challenge Cup, which is the 28th title for Italy in this competition, which is rolling over everyone else in the in the palmares. Uh, yeah, so we have uh, in challenge we have an Italian team coming up as uh, the winner. In Sep we have a Russian team coming up as the winner, and what will gonna happen in the Champions League? It could be a Poland or Italy, Italian team, so pretty decent uh, distributions. In this, yeah. Uh, this no, no Italian team in the Chev, or it could no, have been. Uh... They, it could have been Trentino, but they won the preliminary. Yeah, race. the preliminary. Yeah. Actually, Dinamo Mosca was the team who lost the preliminary round against Trentino, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> Pretty decent distribution, but let's go to the Italian playoffs. At the end, eventually, no surprises there. Top four teams qualified for uh, the semifinals, Perugia, Monza, Ube, and Trento. But how did that happen? Because in the Perugia case, we had a match, the first match against Milano. They lost two, uh, to three in a tiebreak. They led to zero, but they lost in a tiebreak. Uh, Ronnie, Ronnie, I believe, uh, uh, mentioned that it was uh, some kind of a magic uh, how, how Milano won, won that game. This is uh, because we, we talked about, about Perugia uh, uh, for a bit, not for a bit, for long uh, in, the, in the Champions League part. But uh, uh, in this first match, Musa played and day after only, only Terhorst is playing. So this was very, again, again, very interesting case. But in the second and the third match, almost easy, easy uh, wins for uh, 
for Perugia, even though uh, in the second match, Milano won the first set and they after six sets in a row for, for Perugia. Uh, do you believe that we need to comment a lot on that? Because we know that, uh, yeah, Milano played decently, but still Perugia, even with all these problems, with the opposite problem, with uh, Leon not performing always uh, on, the, on, on the Leon level, Well, they win pretty comfortably, I think. I mean, it's so surprising how they lost the first game because they were easily uh, leading also in the third set, I think, for as much as four or five points. And then they had one of those blackouts that lately, unfortunately for Perugia, are, are happening. But then in Milano, uh, despite, I mean, there have been a lot of discussion for a point awarded to Perugia in the third set when Milano was... Uh, leading the two or three points for a fault uh, not uh, uh, not sanctioned on uh, on Travita. Uh, when then Piazza has been uh, sent off from from the game and Perugia won, but it was just one point over 20, 25. I mean, I, I don't think it changed a lot, but he, he spread some controversy here, uh, here in Italy. Um, other than that, Perugia don't have too much problem winning it. Even in the third game, uh, they they're leading from the start to the to the end. So that's it, basically. Okay, maybe we we talked enough about Perugia and Milano for now. So we're going to talk about about them uh, again in the next episodes. Monza Vibo, a Monza is true after uh, two one uh, two wins, three one for Monza in the first match, zero. Two, three for Vibo in the second match, and a drama in the in the last uh, match with a tie break with uh, with Vibo missing uh, missing a match point. I, I I need to I really need to mention that because it was 13-0 in the in the tie break, and uh, there was a pretty uh, pretty hard pretty difficult video challenge against. Monza. So they lost the video challenge and it was a match point for Vibo going uh, going into the semifinals. David Saita, the, um, the setter of Vibo, went to the serving line and he put a float in the middle of the net. So with, with all of that, all the momentum uh, in this, uh, all the negative Uh, the negative energy, the negative spirit, go uh, went from the from the court of Monza to the mode of the to the uh, court of uh, uh, Vibo, and I was I was absolutely sure that they're going to the, uh, to lose the match, and they lost the the the, 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 the next and the and the point after that, and they lost. So sixteen fourteen uh, for for Monza, and uh, Monza is true unbelievable match of. Uh, Of uh, people answer, and even even if they lost the match, absolutely unbelievable match for Tori De Falco, the, the outside hitter of uh, of Vibo, who ended the match, I believe, with 68% in attack of out of 30, 30 attacks, which was pretty impressing, impressive. For everyone we see for the we saw for the I mean, not for the last time, but for the last time in the quarterfinals, the this uh, 
Bill Valencia team that has been one of the best since the, since the creation of the organization. I don't know if it's because the coronavirus pandemic that they took a chance and become something that we didn't expect it at the beginning of the season. But uh, yes, uh, unfortunately, uh, things don't, don't last forever. So for the next season, this team will essentially, all the key players will be uh, in, other, in other teams like the Falco in Poland and, and uh, Abubakar, Dramaneto in, in France. So yeah, but in addition, they will hire some Olympic champions uh, for the for the squad, so it will be interesting, as always, uh, counting with the Brazilian talents. So, so yes, uh, unfortunately, they they had it, they they lose it, like Milano had it in the second game, or versus Perugia. But it is what it is. You don't take uh, advantage of those small opportunities. You you lose. This is volleyball. You, you can be one one time uh, winning by two points, and then like in the Dynamo uh, Senate, uh, you can uh, receive a turnaround. Uh, so yeah, it is what it is. Okay, Lube Modena, uh, Luciano De Checo and Juan Di Leao diagnosed with COVID, and Modena still succeeded in winning only one set. How do you comment that one? Chui zero, Chui one, and Klube is true. No, no care, no problem. We, I, 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 I need to start doing some diligence, you know, to uh, <laughs> construct or make a, a stone uh, statue from uh, of Simon in 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 Chivitanova or or in the in the national team hall uh, in, in, in Havana because, I mean, he, he played like an opposite or, or outside hitter in the, in the series. Then you have Juan Torena playing really well. And, of course, Camille doing his thing. And, uh, come on, we have to give credit to Kovar. He did some Kovar things. He defend, he received, he makes some blocking points, you know. I'm here, guys. Having me next next season, you know. So uh, <laughs> uh, and it was a disappointing series for sure to for for Modena, who has been struggled all the all the year with uh, inconsistency. You know, one time Betori comes and play a super game. You know, uh, like it was a, one time. <laughs> one time, yeah, of course. <laughs> no, it, it, we need to mention that. I mean, we need to mention that, that Vettori played once for the whole season, once. It comes and goes, you know, and uh, this is have been the, 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 the problem with Vettori career, uh, that it comes and goes. And, uh, of course, I, I expected more from the, the, this guy, uh, I, I don't know, his, uh, Lavia. Lavia. Okay. He's uh, he's a young player. He's not a super talent, you know, and uh, he he will be good when he comes to his age. I mean, maybe three, four years. Maybe he can be something, someone important to Italian national team or in Italian volleyball. But for now, 
uh, it is uh, it is what it is. Bad, uh, bad performing for Patrick was uh, uh, a silent player during the series. He didn't really show up so much, and uh, yeah. Uh, this team will be disbanded, of course, and next season we hope, hopefully see a, a more competitive team than uh, this right now with the addition of uh, Bruno and Gapet and Joan de Leal. Uh, but I think it will be not enough if the other teams like Piacenza, who is coming back to be a strong force in Italy, uh, Lube or uh, Trentino, or, or even Perugia, higher with more uh, uh, with, with with more strength. But for now, uh, goodbye Modena. Uh, I hope you win the fifth place uh, playoff. They are the favorites, of course, to win it. Uh, and with that. Uh, you have the chance to play Champions League uh, in the next season. If, if you don't play Champions League next season, I don't think uh, Katia Pedrini will spend a single penny playing Seth Cup because uh, we, we saw in the past how Italian teams skip this competition because it is not relevant for them. So, yeah. Okay, lastly, Trento Piacenza and again to Nicole. With Trento qualified 3 2, 3 1, both matches, both wins. And uh, I would say some of the players of Piacenza underperforming. And uh, I, uh, I read today that Teresa was actually injured in the, in the first, uh, first set of the second game. Oh, Grosser. Grosser. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, as you mentioned, Trento secured a spot in the semifinals, closing the series in two games. They won game 1-3-2 and it wasn't as close as the result might suggest because Trento easily won the first set, uh, lost the second by a break point. And in the third, they blew a 19-15 lead and lost it 22-25. Great credit to uh, Antonov's serve in that set who piled up, uh, I think, six break points for for Piacenza in a row. Then Trento regrouped, won the fourth set without problems, and uh, in the tie break, it was a contention until the 5-4. Then led by Podrashalin and Lucarelli, Trento won it 15-8. Uh, uh, to, to eight. So the, the, the sets that Piacenza won was disputed once. The set that Trento won won it clearly without a lot of lot of problems actually. Um, in game two, uh, ended three one uh, for Trento. Piacenza was able to scratch a set thanks to the good job of blocking and and receiving in the second set. Still, they needed advantage to win that set twenty seven to twenty five. Also, as you mentioned, Russell get. Uh, uh, didn't play the game. It's, it basically stayed on the ground for the first uh, six, seven points, uh, and then it was uh, subbed off, and Antonov was uh, eventually set to win. Uh, Trento kept a pretty good level in attack and reception for almost the entire game, and as usual, put a lot of pressure from the service line. And Nemir was the MVP with 27 points, 
but it was a great game by Liznath too. Maybe it's best in the past five, six games. Even so, the most impressive player on the court that night was Musavi. I had some, uh, uh, how can I say, I wasn't that convinced of him coming to Italy because of the very low level that the Iranian players has shown in the Superliga from the past years. Uh, I'm talking about uh, Maruf, uh, Gafur, Gami, and th- those players that may have come here and came here. But Musavi scored in game two against Trento, 16 points, two aces, two blocks, 92% attacking in the center. Incredibly, in the fourth set, Baranovic almost didn't feed him. So that was the main problem for Piacenza. As we said, and we've discussed about all season long, they're a collection of great players, but they don't play as a team. Uh, most of them look disconnected in the... In the first leg, uh, in the in the tiebreak of the first leg, Trento was up 5-4. Then um, Piacenza had the ball to make it 5-5. Baranovic set it terribly to Grozer, who hit the antenna, so the point went uh, to, to Trento. And you could see in the replay, Grozer looking at Baranovic like, come on, man, set it decently, that ball, so I could spike and score points. <laughs> and uh, that wasn't that wasn't looking good for for Piacenza even in the, in, the, in game two. Uh, doing it without Russell, doing it with Russell would have been very difficult. Doing it with, without him would have been impossible, especially if we take into account that Cleveno didn't perform that uh, that well. And Grozer, yeah, uh, yeah, Grozer did what he could, but at a certain point, it was. Uh, Three men blocking against him, uh, basically. So yeah. he had uh, very few chances to to go through the Grosser, through the block. Grosser has 36 years old. He's been playing uh, inconsistent in all season long, and due to the fact, of course, that he has been uh, uh, with trouble with some minor injuries uh, all the season. So and this team was designed by by the previous coach of the Piacenza who was fired in the first uh, legs of the Superliga. So I believe they have they still have chance to become something something great like the Piacenza teams in the past. But uh, you need to to let uh, Bernardi work do his uh, pre-season like the God's demands, you know, do it with uh, patience, look out for the best talent possible. We are talking about uh, a team that has a strong sponsor and want to invest in the volleyball despite the financial crisis that that is happening right now because of the pandemic. And yeah, I for for me the, the 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 next season will be more interesting to watch this uh, team of Piacenza and uh, look out for all other team because they they if 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 they succeed in the preseason of hiring key players and such they can be top 3 easily with the with the now uh, almost exit of Lucarelli is not sure 100% but 
uh, if thing goes like we we think will happen uh trentino will suffer uh, another well <laughs> 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 well let's let's wait and see what happens for now uh yeah piacenza do do his best and it didn't happen as as we mentioned it in the previous podcast yeah some actually there are more chances for lucarelli to stay in trento than to leave for us, okay, the we, things has been will. going the past two weeks. Okay. We will Lube. see, but <laughs> right now it's more likely for him to stay than Lube, than to leave. Louis will will pay one hundred and twenty k to to take out Micheletto from that team, you know. So yeah, <laughs> they could take the fountain in the main plaza if they want, also <laughs> and add some money from it. I don't know. Yeah, the 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 Neptune fountain, yeah. Exactly. Uh, uh, I, I love I, I love this I love this fontaine in Trentino. It's an, yeah, very 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 nice place. Okay, uh, this is another topic. By the way, I would like to mention something about Antonov. Uh, I, I I have uh, always said that his serve bio, uh, biomechanically this is the serve. I mean, uh, the, the, his jump serve is like the textbook if you if you open a volleyball textbook and uh, probably you're going to find the, the Antonov jump surf here uh in terms of uh, there in terms of uh, uh biomechanics okay i believe this is this is all for uh for the playoffs with just to mention that uh, the, the the semi-final playoffs with a possible fourth and uh, fifth game are going to be played uh from 27th of March until the 11th of, uh, of April. Uh, of course, it's possible that, uh, that only three, uh, three games uh, will be needed, but uh, let's, let's hope that uh, this is not going to be the case and we're going to, to have even uh, uh, to have more interesting battles. I, I, I just missed to mention that uh, the women's... Uh, Champions League final is going to be uh, very surprisingly between uh, Imoko Voli Coneliano and uh, Vakov Bank. Uh, the only surprise uh, telling that seriously is that uh, Vakov Bank uh, was their first match against Bustor Sitiu, but they won easily the second uh, 3-0 as a guest. Interestingly, they, they, they lost as, a, as, a, as hosts. But uh, easy peasy in the second game, and uh, Coneliano and the Cup Bank will play in the final uh, in Verona on the on the first of uh, of May. This so-called uh, super finals in the in the Champions League. I'm i uh, regarding to the Serie A playoff. I think it will be decided in four games the series of Perugia and. Uh, and Monza, and we could possibly expect a five-game series between Civitanova and Trentino, especially because they don't have Civitanova uh, don't have the, the right now the five power to to win in three in three games, and uh, uh, and Trentino is not a soft team, so they they will take advantage, not like Modena, the fact that Leal. Comes to the comes from a quarantine, and the Checo is still with the with the uh, no it, 
No, it, it tested negative a couple of hours okay, ago. But, Je- but it, it will be uh, it will be uh, really close because uh, when you don't play or train with your team, yeah, clearly three weeks, yeah, three weeks or two weeks, it's hard to 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 come. So, so sure, yeah. let's see if uh, uh, I mean we I I think the first game uh, on Sunday will be key to Lube trying to extend the series. But if we see a Trentino uh, victory on Sunday, it will be uh, a ca- catastrophic uh, uh, outcome from, from Lube and will be really hard to, to come back because in Trentino, uh, things uh, uh, this season have been pretty much uh, with Trentino wins. So, uh, yeah, let's see what happened. Let's see what Trentino can do in the first in the first uh, uh, game. Okay, uh, I believe that this was enough for today. Uh, I would suggest to make the next episode of the podcast after the semifinals in Italy. That means after the eleventh of eleventh uh, of April. Eleventh of April is uh, what it is. A Sunday, so that's that's uh, that's how it works. Yeah, I know it's not relevant, but we can also add the the first post or the. Uh, I mean, I will not watch those games particularly, but we can comment as part of <laughs> of the. I mean, because we we will comment two series of game. I mean, we we can do that pretty much in half hour. So okay, uh, but we we are not talking about. All the first uh, quinto post of playoff, maybe the finals or something like that, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. It's maybe it's it's, it's going to be hard to uh, to fall for fall them in terms of watching because there are a lot of matches. But uh, yeah, of course, we're going to 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 mention them uh, for sure. And I would like to thank you again for uh, for being the experts uh, today in our podcast, uh, both in Italian and in Champions League. For Nicola, not that much for Sef Cup, but uh, anyway. Okay, thanks again to the uh, to the listeners uh, for uh, listening to our podcast. It's uh, it's uh, becoming uh, longer every single time, I believe. Uh, I would like to to mention to you again that you can follow us in uh, Facebook and uh, Twitter with uh, YouTube and uh, wherever you want to follow us because we are almost everywhere. And uh, uh, of course, to listen to us also the next uh, time. Bye-bye from now and uh, have fun, enjoy and be healthy.